Hello, and welcome to this week's bonus episode of With Love, Victoria. This is Rachel Garnett, and today I am joined by the wonderful Shravan Amin. Hi, Shravan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, and I am so glad that you've come and joined us here today. I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, Shravan, I want to start today by actually learning a little bit about you, because um, as opposed to some of the cast who has been with the show so much, you are our last crown jewel to be added to the bunch. Tell us a little bit about yourself as an actor. What's your history? Oh, my history. That's, a, that's such a very open-ended question. I can go anywhere. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I grew up, I was, well, I was born here in the States. I grew up in um, uh, upstate New York. So it's a little town called Vestal, New York, but we just say Binghamton, which is the bigger city nearby. So I grew up in Binghamton. Um, and then right after that, I actually lived in India for about four and a half years. So I was born in May, then I went to India in October. I stayed with my aunt and uncle. And they, they lived in Ahmedabad, which is a city in uh, the state of Gujarat, which is northwestern India. Whoa, that is so cool. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and that was uh, my first language, which is Gujarati. Um, and then I, before school, like kindergarten and all that stuff started, I came back here to the States. Very cool. What made you want to be an actor? Uh, ooh, that's, that's a long journey because, so I didn't want to be an actor until like my mid twenties. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I, I went to school in DC at, at uh, George Washington university. I went for, uh, economics and math and international affairs. Um, thinking that, I don't know, I'd be the diplomatists of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> I really had no idea, but I started working at a consulting company right after I graduated in DC. Um, but then my sister, one day she asked, well, she was doing this class, she was doing classical Indian dancing. Um, and she had a recital coming up, like which is like a two hour long, sort of a graduation recital, so to speak. Um, and she asked me to emcee that. Um, and normally like they just, like she's t- she took classes with a teacher and normally they, um, get some other student within the same school to like just do the emceeing. And it's a very standard, like you have a pretty much a prepared speech. Um, you just go down the list and say, oh, the next dance is this and this mm-hmm. and this. And it can get very boring. But um, I just had fun with it. I You just spiced it up? I spiced it up really big time. And people loved it. People were coming up to me afterwards like, well, that was really funny. You should you should be a, a anchor. You should do You should do comedy. You should do this and that. And that's when like my mind sort of started, I don't know, expanding Mm -hmm. uh, in in a way of like all the possibilities that could, that I could, you know, all the, all the different possibilities that could, you know, that could happen or whatever. Um, So when did the leap to acting, when did you say, did it start with classes or were you just like, I'm going to start self tapes? (laughs) After the, my, my sister's thing, I was like, Hmm, what should, how can I explore this? Um, I just took a random voiceover workshop. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. Then I took an improv class, um, and then I kind of then I quit. Actually, I stopped doing doing improv classes after that one class I took in the beginning, and then I restarted it like a year later. This was like in two thousand eleven or twelve mm-hmm. or something. I was just about to ask, like, when was this? Yeah, two thousand eleven was when I did the, my sister's emceeing thing, and then I took the first class uh, later that year, I believe, and then I stopped, and then I started classes up again in twenty twelve. Um, and that's when 
I just started doing sort of I took improv classes, I took acting classes at Studio Theater in DC. Um and then I started auditioning because I just felt like I should. My first few auditions were horrible. I mean, I'm the worst auditioner on the planet, so no worries there, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I I feel like it was awesome that I was horrible because I feel like I've grown so much. It just feels so nice to know that anyone can start off really bad, but then just through practice and time, they can they can be better. Wow, it's so cool then to like get to know you now where you you know you have such great instincts. Um, I mean, I think we recorded all of your stuff in like 45 minutes because you were just nailing it. You were like, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I would give you weird, vague notes and you're like, I think I know what you mean. And then I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that's that's another thing I really pride myself on is I just have I just like gel with directors. I just know what they mean most of the time. Which is a skill, <laughs> absolutely. But then now let's talk about how you ended up here. Um, the lovely Connor Delves connected us. Yes. Um, and I was so excited that uh, Connor was who brought you on board because I knew you guys would have this amazing scene together. Oh, um, and yeah. He, he was like, Shrovin's great. Um, and cause you guys, did you know each other through his self tape business? How did you guys meet? Yeah, it was just through his self tape business. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've been working for a long time together. He's helped me so much for my own auditions. Um, so yeah, that's how I met him. Shout out to self tape precision in New York city. Yeah. If you need a self tape, go to Connor. He's great. I vouch two thumbs up. And he vouched for you. He was like, this guy is great. And so I was so excited to meet you. Um, and it was so great that you guys got to perform together. Um, was that your first time performing together? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't count those auditions where he reads the other. He, where he's your yeah, reader. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't really count. <laughs> but it's good rehearsal for it, when you guys got to be together. Exactly. It was a, it was a great. And, it, and yeah, especially when I work with him in an audition, it's so easy. It's like I'm not. Like before, I used to be nervous, even when I'm taping at home, mm -hmm. because like, oh, I gotta make this audition perfect. But with you know Connor on the other end, it's just it's gonna it's gonna be good. No matter like no matter what audition it is, no matter how many lines, how many pages, it's gonna be in a good it's gonna be a good audition because I'm gonna be confident and he's gonna be there to help me through the process. And so yeah. we have that sort of rapport, rapport, yeah, rapport, chemistry, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's always nice to, especially auditions are such isolating things, whether it's a self-tape or you're in the room. So, you know, to not be alone during that right. is always nice. But you mentioned that you had done a voiceover class before, but had you ever done uh, an audio project, like kind of a radio drama style show like this before? Um, it's so funny you mentioned it because I haven't until last year where I did like literally three Ah, the age of Inclu COVID. <laughs> yeah, it, it, including this one uh, with love. Um, I did, they were completely different though. So the first one I did was earlier in the summer of last year. It was like a, it was called Sometime Kingdom, Sometimes Kingdom. It's a, it's like a fantasy. Oh, that's fun. Uh, slash. So have you seen Kid in, King, King, yeah, Kid in King Arthur's Court? Um, I love that movie. It's kind of like that where these three teenagers go back or get transported to this fantastical fantasy realm mm -hmm. and they they have to navigate the dangers and stuff. And the first episode is, isn't actually finished yet. But anyway, I worked on that. And then I did this. And then I did 
um, this horror podcast, which is under construction. Wow, that is such, that's the fun thing about like audio dramas is, you know, you don't have a budget in the way that film and television does, but you know, you get to use the imagination. So you get to do the strangest, weirdest kind of things, lots of very different things. And so here you are in our little historical fiction podcast. Um, Did you know anything about the British royal family before coming to this? Uh not no not really much to be honest i i watched i think the first season of the crown i think that was all i really knew yeah so you didn't really know anything about like queen victoria or her whole deal no no yeah i mean i've 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 heard of abdul because of the movie uh, of the movie but i actually didn't even watch the movie so in approaching the character of abdul not knowing a lot about him um there's also not a lot left of him in victoria's journals and so um He's only mentioned in what remains of her journals 27 times. To put that into perspective, John Brown, who was also not a favored friend of Victoria's by her outside family, he still has 141 mentions left in the journals. So a lot of Abdul has been erased from these journals, presumably. So how did you approach this person who has mostly been, like, erased? Um, Just instinct. And, and and kind of just imagination to picture to picture this guy in a foreign land not knowing much in terms of of of, of like the culture society but then but then also wanting to in a way be of use like i feel like being back in the day it would be a big deal to be literally picked by the queen well you know it's interesting in cl- in classic victoria style um the first thing she writes about him is uh, how handsome he is. Um, so she definitely already had, um, let me make sure I get the exact quote here because it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> because he arrived in England with another servant named Muhammad and she describes meeting Muhammad and he was kind and smiley, but of Abdul, she writes, is much lighter, tall, with a fine, serious countenance. Very similar to how she wrote about Albert, interestingly enough. So there was definitely something right away that she attracted, not necessarily in a romantic sense, but she wanted to be around this guy. And mm-hmm. I think he he used that to his advantage. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I mentioned he's only mentioned 27 times, but of those 27 times, you can really gain a lot of information. He arrived in June, and by December, he had already started teaching her um, a little bit of Hindustani. So I would say your instincts were definitely right on the ball there, man. It, it's just like it's just like extrapolation, right? When you right, like, and then I think a lot of that had to do with him wanting to, like, it's a sense of be, like ma- making it, like ma- he made it, like as an actor, like as an actor, you've you've gotten cast in something awesome, you've made it, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I do, I do think there was a lot of like it was a complex among amongst Indians back in the back then. I mean, I'm sure if even now it still exists that like they wanted to impress their British sort of colonizers. Yeah, for better or for worse. Yeah, or for better or for worse, exactly. Well, and so in this in this episode, we see you interact with Victoria and uh, Bertie mainly. And so talk about Abdul's, you know, approach to talking with Victoria versus his approach to talking with Birdie, especially this, you know, this big confrontation scene that you had with Connor, which I said, I think is a highlight of the season. 
Yeah, I, I just think it's a, a level of comfort. Like when I when I when I'm in Victoria's presence, it's it's good to know that she has my back. And I think that the 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 rapport that we develop together, it, it's just everything is comfortable. I don't have to watch what I'm saying. Mm. But with Birdie, it it just it it's like going to a friend's house or not a friend's house or someone's who you don't like and you 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 see them again, mm-hmm. right? And it's like it's it's like this awkward tension and silence. Yeah, which could lead to uh, an explosion if under the right circumstances, which did happen, does happen in this uh, episode. Yeah, to talk about that explosion where you go from this conversation where you're trying to maintain whatever civility is left in this tension, and then you kind of burst into this song, classical Mm -hmm. musical theater. What made him change from it's not worth the risk to stand up for myself because this is the future king to, you know what, it's worth it now? I I just think it was his confidence that it goes back to he knows that uh, the queen has has his back. And I know this is, and I know he knows this Mm -hmm. is the future king. But at the same time, he also knows that even when he, even after she's gone, it, it, he's gonna, he, Bertie's gonna cast him out anyway. Like he, he knew that. Yeah. So what's the point in maintaining any sort of respect when I might as well just go balls to the wall? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go out gung ho. And, you know, I have to say that that last moment with you and Victoria, where you kind of, try to be like, look, we're on the same side, and then she just misses the mark, is one of the saddest, most beautifully performed moments mm-hmm. that last at once. Um, can you talk about like where we leave him off in our story? Obviously, at the end of the episode, we say what happened to him. But, you know, what do you think, do you consider Abdul's story a success? Is it this great historical failure uh, that we've kind of erased him what's you know what are you left with after you've played him for this short but very powerful episode i wouldn't call it a success or a failure i would say his story is his story and then i think because a lot of it was a failure because a lot of his story was erased and a lot of the impact that he could have had was muted because of that Mm -hmm. all the letters that he was forced to give up and then I think even after he died, um, his wife was supposed was um, forced to give up some documents and such. I mean, that sounds par for the because his letters were burned like the day she died. I mean, I think within hours mm-hmm. of when she died, Bertie had all of his papers from her burned. Yeah, and I think he was allowed to keep some stuff. I don't know what it was, but then after he died. They they got rid of a bunch more stuff. I yeah. It's so basically the point is like his story was muted, and so we we do, we don't know exactly what went on. And and in that sense, I think it's a failure, um, but it's a success because we're obviously still talking about it today. It, we're, there's a movie, major movie with um, uh, Judy Dench. Yeah, certainly. And a lot of the credit for Abdul's story being preserved needs to go to uh, Shrabani Basu who she wrote the book, Victoria and Abdul, the true story of the queen's closest confidant. Um, And she was who unearthed the Hindustani diaries in the Royal Archives. And she, you know, brought him back so that we could talk about him. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of her before. But that's 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 awesome. Good for her for spearheading that. Um, Well, before you leave us today, 
Um, what was your favorite part about joining the cast of With Love, Victoria? Listening to the whole story, um, I think when I think when we did our first read through, or first and only read through, because <laughs> then we just recorded afterwards. Um, it was so cool listening to the whole story, and nothing to do with Abdul, but like just the, just story in general. Because I like I love first reads of anything, because it it becomes something that I have never pictured in my mind, and it becomes something completely different. That is so good to hear because I do always worry whenever I do read throughs about like the people who are sitting there because you had a big chunk, but it was kind of towards the end. So I was like, oh, he has to sit here for two hours till we get to his like 20 minutes. Um, so I'm glad that you enjoyed listening to it. And I hope people enjoy listening to the story that I write. Of course. And I think they will. I mean, I, I just think it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a good story. So I don't. Yeah, I. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. I mean, no, that's always a great compliment for any writer to get is that the story is good. Right. And that's ultimately what we're trying to accomplish, right? Just tell a good story. Correct. I once got a review uh, when I directed Shadowplay, an immersive experience. And the review said something along the lines of the direction was kind of bleh, but the writing was amazing. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) care that they called my direction bleh. Uh, I was like, the writing's good? Okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for sitting down with us, Shravan. Um, Where can we find you on the internet and support your amazing career? Got anything Mm. to plug? Well, um, I I can't. So I have two or three or maybe, yeah, three shows coming up that I can't say the names yet. Oh, you're so mysterious and cool. I was was sworn into secrecy and... The, The mystical NDA. Yes, sworn into secrecy. Um, yeah, but I, I guess I could say like it's on. It's gonna be on Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Hulu. Oh. Yeah, maybe AMC. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Keep maybe your Fox. Eyes peeled. Ooh. <laughs> um, so those four things. Um, and of course on Instagram where I post cool pictures of me mostly selfies because i love selfies i'm a great selfie guy i'm a selfie artist you know what i think we should post i think we should post more pictures of our own faces we should everyone should be proud of their faces and they should post them more often this is a very positive a bonus episode we've done today and i think that's cool of us i'm i'm very glad that's so that's one thing i'm going to be leaving this world whenever hopefully it's way late but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is positivity Yes. Today we've learned that you can do anything. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to start. And you should post more pictures of your face. Exactly. Those three things, three big takeaways from this episode. All thanks to With Love, Victoria and Abdul. Yes. It's thank you, With Love, Victoria. It's all thanks to this podcast that you now feel good about yourself. (laughs) And so with that, my lovely audience, we have but one final episode left to listen to. The series finale of With Love, Victoria airs this Tuesday, or if it is already past this Tuesday and you're listening to this in the far future, <laughs> it's already out. Go listen to it. Um, thank you, Shovin. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.